and song. And now it is certainly my privilege to introduce our preacher for the hour. Um, she is a woman of faith who I just recently met, um, and not even yet in person. <laughs> we've had the opportunity to speak over the phone, and we've had an opportunity to speak uh, via Zoom, but I was actually introduced to her ministry by way of an online uh, conference of Beyond the Walls Outreach Ministries, of which she is the founder and director. Um, the intention of the ministry is to take the teachings of Christ beyond the walls mm -hmm. uh, of the church edifice and to express God's love in action. Uh, just a little bit about Dr. B. Uh, she currently resides in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, where for over 20 years she has uh, served and done the work. Um, she's been in counseling and therapeutic foster care. Mm -hmm. She's also an author, a self-publisher, an educator, a professor, a lecturer, and a consultant whose devotion and aim has been uh, ensuring literacy and providing authentic experiences in writing in the public school system and throughout the nation by recognizing and highlighting the resilience uh, that is present in the narratives of underrepresented communities. Amen to that. Um, and she credits all that she has accomplished thus far to her deeply rooted Christian faith. Hallelujah. And so I think I went on enough about that. <laughs> I'll allow her an opportunity to say what she will. But after we have ministry and song again, the next voice you will hear will be that of my new sister in Christ and our sister, Dr. Courtney A. Brown. Amen. Amen, praise team. Where are you? We're <laughs> here. Right. <laughs> yeah, right here. Um, we just want to bring life to the world. Come on, senior. I see you back there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my sister, we just wanted to sing the first verse of Lift Every Voice We Sing. All right. To enlighten everyone and to just Amen. remember where we come from and to remember that with everything going on, that it is going to be all right up of God because God has the last say so and that God is the one who can bring change and that we should just continue to bring light and love to all these situations and to recognize that we can get justice and we will get justice with the help of God. So. Till 
Let us march on till victory is won. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, praise the Lord. Can y'all hear me okay? All right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let us march on until victory is won. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Uh, I am grateful today to uh, Pastor Youngblood, first and foremost, my boy. This is the man who licensed me in the gospel many, many years ago. Uh, my friend and brother for a million years. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how old, but, you know, a million years uh, to Lady Youngblood. I'm grateful uh, for you allowing me to be here today. Thank you to Sister Martin uh, for allowing me to share on your Women's Ministry Day uh, at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. I bring you greetings all the way from the great state of Louisiana, baby. That's where we bring you greetings from. Yes, and the Beyond the Walls Outreach Ministries. Uh, and if you see some new faces or names on your call this morning, it's because I invited uh, some of my good friends and uh, supporters uh, to be with us. These are actually your brothers and sisters. You know, we have a big family. Those of us who have accepted Christ, uh, he has removed that partition. And so now we all are family. So meet your brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. I brought some folk all the way from Louisiana. I checked the physical distance all the way from Ritten to Baton Rouge is some 2,523 miles. But this Zoom call kind of closes in the gap of that distance for us. And we have an opportunity to fellowship together. So I am grateful to God that he has given us this opportunity to come together on this special day. This is a special day, y'all. This is the day that we commemorate and celebrate Pentecost. Uh, it's important to the body of Christ in a historical way, in a spiritual way. It's a monumental day. Some would say that it was the launching or the birthing of the church as we know it. Uh, mind you, we are not speaking of an edifice. We're not talking about a building because if nothing else, this pandemic has released the church, the ecclesia, into the world. And so now we are no longer in a building, but we're actually released to do the work of the kingdom. And as we celebrate uh, today, I want to go to a familiar passage. Come with me. I hope you brought your Bibles, your Bible app, something whereby you can look along. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. Very familiar portion of scripture, Acts chapter 2. And I want to look at a verse there. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Let's park our attention right there at verse 1. And it reads as follows, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Uh-huh. Acts 2 and 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And just for a little while, this morning, your time, this afternoon, my time, we will let the Holy Spirit take us on a journey as we disaggregate the thought from pandemic to Pentecost. From pandemic to Pentecost. Now, since uh, some mid-March of this year, every event and celebration that we've had to have in our personal, uh, our public spaces, our employment, our spiritual lives have taken a different shape and form. 
Our response to this worldwide pandemic has caused us to step away from what we consider normal, uh-huh, in order to make a paradigm shift in our thinking and how we go about our day-to-day affairs and how we interact one with another. Even in how we engage the activities of the church, our local church assemblies have had to rethink the mediums by which our memberships are served and discipled and how the lost will be led to Christ without us being in a physical building. COVID-19, y'all, has knocked a pregnant pause in the entire world. We have all been forced to adjust ourselves to its invisible presence and the aftermath of this said pandemic in our health and in our resources, in death, in loss, and in grief, uncovered has been what we really prioritize as it relates to our jobs and our education and uh, in, in health and entertainment, in beauty, our hair and our nails and our haircuts and football games and foods, because some of us like to go to the restaurant. Amen. But we are unable to do these things at this time because everything has been touched by this pandemic. If we would be honest here on this call, on this Pentecost morning, many of us right now are trying to balance emotionally between faith and the presence of fear, between hope and despair, between flight or fight, in between joy and so we family, we can be honest about what we're really going through, right? Even the strongest of us has teeter-tottered between God, you're sovereign, and I trust you, and Lord, do you see what's happening to me? Uh, We caught between Lord, I believe, and help thou my unbelief, and if that isn't enough, This 2020 pandemic has exposed in such a major way, y'all, the inequalities and disparities which exist in the distribution of the resources in our communities. Racism and prejudice is on hyperdrive and years of latent anger is polarizing itself in our communities from the White House all the way to the ghetto. And none of it is hidden because no matter what time you check social media and no matter what time you turn on the television 24-7, you can see this exhibited all over the world. People are tired. People are afraid for their black sons, their black fathers, their black uncles, their black brothers. People are hurting and grieving. People are physically sick and sin sick. People are in despair. People are caught between governmental systems and religious religious adherences and ordinances. People are trying to figure out how to turn the other cheek, how to love their neighbors, how to wait for due process in the law when they don't feel like they're being heard, when they don't feel like they're being acknowledged or valued. People are caught in between I have a dream and by any means necessary. We're in the middle of a pandemic, (laughs) y'all. And it's bigger than this virus. It's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's financial, and it's racial. And we're in a time of uncertainty. There is anxiety and loss and fear. We're in the middle of change and it's challenging to somehow be a beacon of hope when all seems lost. 
This is a strange place to be in, wouldn't you agree? And how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How can we make the shift from trouble to triumph in the middle of our tests and trials? Lord, I want to be happy that today is Pentecost on this Zoom call, and I, but I can't see past the pain of this pandemic and its many effects. If that's you this morning, you are not alone. You're not alone on this call. And you're not alone in dispensational history. The experiences of the characters in the book of Acts, as described by our author Luke in the text that we have chosen for today, show that somebody else also knows what it's like to journey from pandemic to Pentecost. For they themselves were experiencing a time of uncertainty, a time of change, a time of adjustment, a time of loss, a time of grief. They were riding the wave of life's ebb and flow in a racially charged environment just like us. Any of that sound familiar? You see, the backdrop of our text highlights Pentecost, the entrance of the Holy Spirit on the scene, which occurred 50 days post the Passover celebration. Now, men from many nations, many, many nations would come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover and they would just stay over for the celebration of what they called on the Jewish calendar, the Feast of Weeks. Pentecost then was a paradigm shift in focal points from that Jewish celebration of the Feast of Weeks to the spiritual harvest, which was getting ready to happen with the entrance of the Holy Spirit on the scene available to all of those who would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For them, y'all, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. It was a super exciting time as the church of Jesus Christ was about to permeate the earth, but it was also a scary time of uncertainty, of unrest and fear as Jesus had now completed his earthly mission and had ascended to heaven, leaving them with the command to go to Jerusalem and to wait for the appointed Holy Spirit to come. He had made them a promise and they must obediently go and wait for the entrance of the Holy Spirit. You got to look at it through their eyes. Now, their leader was now physically gone, ascended into heaven. The kingdom takeover that they thought was going to happen had not happened. And Jesus' followers were now going to encounter trouble within and without because now they were getting ready to shift from the law to grace and they were going to make the gospel and the presence of Jesus Christ available to all men all women all boys all girls accepting different races and accepting different cultures they were getting ready to do something different that had not been done and accepting Jesus meant that they would also be persecuted on the outside of the ark of safety because now they were going to have to deal with the Roman government and persecution in every place that they went to spread the gospel. This inertia and uncertainty caused by this radical change and paradigm shift were at pandemic proportions, which is not unlike what we are encountering 
and experiencing today. Let me also pause right here parenthetically to point out that the circumstances were not perfect for a move of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? The circumstances were not perfect for a move of God, such as what occurred on Pentecost, if you look at it through the natural eye. The climate was anything but conducive to the explosion of the church as it did. But this crisis of faith, the pandemic of fear and uncertainty, the persecution within and without did not stop Pentecost from occurring, did not stop the Holy Ghost from appearing, and it will not stop him from his work today. Hallelujah. So how did the original 120 who waited for the promised Holy Spirit to come into the upper room in Jerusalem move from pandemic to Pentecost? How did they experience God in the middle of their crisis? How did they prepare to receive a move of God in the middle of a chaotic situation? How did the church explode while things seemed out of joint? The original 120 were quarantined in the upper room in Jerusalem, according to Acts 1 and 14. But guess what they were doing? They weren't crying. <laughs> they weren't complaining. The Bible says in Acts 1 and 14 that they were in prayer. <laughs> they began this movement in prayer. Communication with God was key to maintaining peace in the middle of their pandemic situation. Fellowship with God through prayer and communion with their brothers and their sisters was imperative to releasing the very power and presence of God. It was the vehicle by which God released our oh, glory, the Holy Spirit into the earth realm. And can I tell you today that if you want to have a Pentecost experience in the middle of this pandemic situation, you'll have to pray. There are no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. You are going to have to buckle down and pray. Prayer, earnest prayer. Prayer, fervent prayer. Prayer, intercessory prayer. Prayer, healing prayer. Prayer, continuous prayer. Prayer, worshipful prayer. Prayer, petitioning prayer. Prayer, repentance prayer. Prayer releases the peace and the presence of God right where you are. Anybody on this call need the peace and the presence of God to permeate right where you are. Hallelujah. The vehicle, hey glory, to transition your paradigm from pandemic to Pentecost begins with fervent prayer. The Bible says in our text, and Acts 2 verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come oh man fully come they were all with one accord in one place not only must you pray to shift from pandemic to pentecost you must be present for the move of god at the right time not only must you pray but you baby you must be present at the right time the bible says that when the day of pentecost was fully come. <laughs> not too soon, not too late, right on time. Too soon, y'all would have been premature. Too late, we may have missed something or somebody, but God sent the Holy Spirit 
when the fullness of time had come. The Bible says in Galatians, another example, in the fullness of time, God sent his son born of a virgin in the fullness of time. The Bible tells us that our times are in the hands of the Lord. He who declares the end from the beginning. Whose time are we talking about here? We are talking about the timing of the Lord and his timing is perfect. It may not agree with your timing, but his timing is perfect that original 120 in the upper room they tarried they waited for the uh, the gift of the holy spirit god knows what he is doing don't you ever forget it he knows what he is doing god placed the coming of the holy spirit perfectly during the time of the feast of weeks because many would be there and many would hear the word and many would receive and be saved. Can I tell you today that in your life, God knows what he is doing. God knows what he is doing. He has placed your times, your times in his hands. And when it is the right time, he will show up and show out. Not only must you pray, not only must you be aware of the right timing of God, you must be with the right people. Uh-oh, you must be with the right people and those people must have the right spirit. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. All of them were on one accord of the same mind and of the same heart, of the same purpose, of the same plan with singleness of expectation. The Bible says where there are two or three gathered together, touching and agreeing on the same thing that he would be a God in the midst of them. I'm looking on this call. It looks like we have 79. That's way more than two. That's way more than three. He said if we could get on one accord, the right people in the right place at the right time, then he would move. That original upper room crew was waiting in expectation of the Holy Spirit. They weren't waiting on the president. They weren't waiting on the king. They weren't waiting on a role model. They weren't waiting on a superstar. They weren't waiting on a stimulus check. Uh Uh-oh. They were waiting on the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that one accord produced explosive results. We are the beneficiaries of what they did that day. I challenge you this morning to check your crew. (laughs) I challenge you this morning to check the people who are in your inner circle. Who is in your crew? Who are y'all waiting on? Who are y'all praying to? Who are y'all worshiping? Do you have singleness of heart and mind? The Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Can I tell you, if you get with the right people on one accord with the right spirit, you can shift this thing from pandemic to Pentecost. The upper room, quarantine crew, pray to the Lord at the right time with the right people having the right spirit in the right place they were in the right place they were all in jerusalem in the upper room 
They were divided with some people in the upper room, some people downstairs. There was no argument about whether or not this particular upper room was the right one. If the chairs were set up correctly, maybe we should go to the one down the street. They were all at the right place at the right time, all on one accord in one place, singleness of heart. And that upper room quarantine crew prayed to the Lord at the right time with the right people in the right spirit in the right place obediently they did what Jesus told them to do they went and they waited for the movement of the Holy Spirit for him to show up and in order for us to have a Pentecost experience in the middle of a pandemic we have to be in the right place now let me ask you a question let me ask you a question where is that place because clearly each of us are in different places the church is not in a building anymore ask yourself this morning am I in the place where God can shift my focus from the external to the internal working of his glory hallelujah in me ask yourself am I in the place huh, where God can move on my behalf and give me the victory where is that place where is that place Psalms 91 says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in him will i trust surely surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler thou shall not be afraid my brother my sister thou shall not be afraid my brother my sister thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand hey, shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come thy thee. What is that place? That place is the presence of the living God. That place is the presence of the Lord and in his presence according to the word of God is the fullness of joy ah, and at his right hand pleasures forevermore so if you're having trouble in your joy walk maybe you need to find some time to get in the right place what's the right place the presence of the living God hallelujah prayer at the right time with the right people in the right spirit, in the right place, will produce the right results. Oh my God, it will produce the right results. Uh, when everybody in the upper room got on one accord, the Bible says in verse 2 of Acts chapter 2, and suddenly, and suddenly, I'm going to preach myself happy right here, and suddenly, <laughs> there came a sound 
from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Is it filling your house? Is his presence filling your house? Where it's filling my house. Hallelujah. He is filling my house. He is filling my house. Hallelujah. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat on each of them. Verse 4 and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now the Bible tells us in that second chapter that the people who were in town for that celebration got confused hearing all the ruckus coming out of the upper room and hearing the commotion. They were both amazed and confounded. They were amazed that they could understand what these men were saying. Hallelujah. In their own native tongue. The question came forth. How how we able to understand them on all these men Galileans? And then the next question came Hey, wait a minute. Maybe they must be drunk. They're in there drinking at this hour of the day. But I came to tell you this morning, wasn't nobody drunk. It wasn't anybody but the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Working in and through them. And Peter stood up right in the midst of everything. Same Peter, y'all. Peter stood up in the midst of them and began to declare the gospel with clarity and boldness. And can I tell you what happened? The power of God saved 3,000 people that day and added to the church right in that moment. Hallelujah. The gospel from that point on began to permeate through the world. Men and women and boys and girls were empowered to witness by virtue of the Holy Spirit living down on the inside of them. Pentecost for them was a fulfillment of the prophecy of prophet Joel who had said that in the last day God would pour out his spirit on all flesh. They began to be able to see that manifested. Pentecost was proof, y'all, that God had sent the comforter and validation that they, he had given them his stamp, his endorsement of approval that you can go and do this work for me. Pentecost was evidence. It was proof of the power of God being released into the earth realm. Pentecost was the permeation of hope into a pandemic situation. And for us today, Pentecost, the entrance of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit in the middle of this worldwide pandemic is still, hey, it is still, it is still our proof that God is real. Anybody know that God is real? He is real in my soul. Hallelujah. God is real and his presence in the earth is with us who have received him. We have a comforter. Hallelujah. We have someone living down on the inside of us that will lead us and guide us into all truth. So today, should you declare uh, by the virtue of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that you want to shift gears, (laughs) shift gears from paying attention and focusing on the pandemic to pay attention to the Pentecost experience that God can give us whenever we get good and ready. If you want to experience it right where you are in the middle of this inertia, I admonish you to do just what they did. I admonish you to pray, to trust God for the right time, to be with the right people in the right spirit, in the right place. And the right place is no other place than the presence of the living God in order 
to produce the right results. What are those results? Even in this moment, even though you're going through, you get to be a witness. You have the privilege of being a witness to the power of God on this earth, to your co-workers, to your family, to your friends, to all of those who are trying to figure out where their hope is going to come from. You are God's representation in the earth through the Holy Ghost's power of who he is. I dare you to stand up and be who he has called you to be. I dare you to stand up and be who he has called you to be. Here's your season. Here's your time. The stage has been set for us to move from pandemic to Pentecost. We praise God for his word today. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! Amen. 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 That was a word. Wow. I was just like, woo! I needed that word. Praise the Lord. Women with a purpose. Hallelujah. Better yet, Hallelujah. church with a purpose. Hallelujah.